Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Sexplanations podcast, episode 70. I'm here with Dave. Dave and I have known each other for now five or six years because once upon a time when I was doing Sexplanations YouTube channel, I heard about this warehouse where goods for YouTube creators, online creators, Mm -hmm. were being shipped out. And I said, I love mail. Can I come help package? And Dave said, (laughs) yes. Yes. You were probably like employee number, you're single digits, I'm sure. Yeah. I was employee number three. Then I would have been... And then like Catherine Green was employee number four. And Matthew Gatos, who became the videographer and editor of Sexplanations for a while, and me. We've we've had a lot of people from this universe come through the warehouse at various times. Reed is there today. Reed Reimer. Reed Reimer, who who hosts Truth or Fail and Truth or Fail. Yeah. So um, I'll tell the audience... My intentions of having you here in particular is because the YouTube podcast follows in chronological order the Sexplanations show. So we're essentially going back four years in time and then taking a deeper dive into topics. And so the the episode that this is kind of based on is a quiz show because I was on SciShow Quiz Show against Hank talking about uh, sex and I felt like, okay, if SciShow is going to scratch at me and ask me all of these trivial knowledge-based things, I, I want to do the same horror to my audience. Yeah. So I put together an episode with questions. The quiz show with Hank is tough. It is. I've You've done t- it. I've done it twice and lost both times. I, no, I, I lucked out and won once. I, yeah, I won and won, I think. It's been a couple of years. I lucked out and won because my strategy was to let him answer first. So when he answered first the way that the scoring happened, he would not only lose points, but I would also have fewer options to choose from and increase my probability. It also helped. I feel like the scoring seemed pretty arbitrary sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) it is. But it's about fun, right? Yeah. No, it was great being on that show. So I beat Hank Green at Trivia uh, by... Having zero correct answers. Put it on your resume. <laughs> right? Oh, so good. So um, the reason why I'm having you here in particular is because you're launching, have launched. My understanding is that it's syndicated. Essentially, schools and bars can pick it up and um, yeah. set their own trivia nights based on the awesomeness of Complexly and DFTVA. Yes, that it is that is live, truthorfail.com. We're selling it right now. Yeah, it's something I pitched to Hank over the years and then finally like officially pitched to him like eight months ago. And we've been working on it ever since with the Complexly team. So they're kind of our partners with this. We get to use all the amazing writers and producers to come up with SciShow questions and Crash Course questions. And yeah, we, we're, we're up and running. Um, we're hoping to start distributing in January. So right now we're just selling it. Um, yeah, and you pilot tested it in Missoula, and we got to try it out. And it was everybody was having so much fun. Yeah, it was great. We had a huge turnout. Kind of Hank, you know, promoted it to all the nerd fighters, and we got a full bar. Yeah. And Reed Rymers hosted. Yeah. And we got some good footage there for like you can you can find that online. But then, yeah, we're also having the guest YouTubers, of which you are one of. Woohoo! So, yeah, every, like, we're going to do, it's a five-round game, and round three every week is going to be a special guest host, uh, including Lindsay, and including people like Craig Benzine, who's a wheezy waiter, 
Mm-hmm. I just got his first video today. It's about action movies. It's very Ooh. funny. Oh uh, my gosh, I love nerds so much. Yeah, Mike Falzone. Who's a comedian. Very funny guy. Um, so lovely. He did one of the tests. He was one of our test hosts this summer. So were you. Mm-hmm. He did he, wrestling for he that He did one. an extremely challenging round on wrestling, which was hilarious. And Matt Gatos did make great in it, but no one, yeah, everyone else had, <laughs> unless you were the most diehard of diehard pro wrestling fans. Uh, but no, it was awesome. And so Mike's first round he's going to do for us now is about 90s Nickelodeon, I think. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah, but we got a great group. We've got um, Jesse, Jesse from, Castaneda from Jesse. Animal Wonders, mm-hmm. Sabrina We've, Cruz from Nerdy and Quirky. Yep, Andre Meadows, who hosted Crash Course Gaming. Yeah. Um, John Kozar, who does paint and all of the Disney parodies. Yeah. The He's val- been yeah. on Sexplanations. Did you know that? He has? He has. We talked about uh, the sex lives of Disney princesses. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> I didn't know that. Were the- oh, okay. I yeah. should listen to that. Um, who else? The oh, Valley the Valley Folk. Folk. The Valley Folk. Yeah, they're great. Oh, you got the whole list up. You can just tell me. Yeah, uh, the Valley Folk, all comedians. Again, just, yeah. they're going to be so they're, entertaining and lovely It's the old source-fed crew. Yep. And Palin, I don't know how to say. I don't want to mangle her last name. She does a great uh, show. C-H-O-N-G-C-H-I-T-N-A-N-T. Yes. She is an amazing Canadian YouTuber who does a show called Hot Thai Kitchen. Ooh. And it's all about Thai cooking. So her first episode is going to be about Asian food. Delicious. Um, yeah. Taylor Benke. I'm sorry, Taylor. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Yes, Taylor is from I has radish. It's a, it's a sh- uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's radish time. It's radish time. Sorry. I mangled that already. No, you're fine. Um she's connected to us too, isn't yes, she? Yeah, she's done stuff with PBS and we okay. found her through the Complexly crew. And then we have Diana uh, physics girl, mm-hmm. and we have Vanessa Hill from Braincraft, two other PBS shows. Oh, my goodness. It's fun. We're going to add a 13th. I haven't decided because the idea is for these guest creators to do like four a year, and I think I'm going to add a 13th. I don't know who Ooh. yet. There's lots of good options out there. Have you heard of Granny Potty Mouth? Yes, I've met, I've met Granny Potty Mouth. Or is it Granny Potty Mouth or Grandma Pot- Potty Mouth? Granny Potty. I think yeah, it's Yeah, I met Potty. her. I've met her at a couple of conventions. Um, Is that it? Uh, yes. Potty Mouth. Easy as fuck potato salad. <laughs> She's very funny. Granny Potty Mouth. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it would be nice to have diversity of age, too. I agree. Anyway. that. <laughs> so, yeah. We... Can you imagine Granny Potty Mouth at Pub Trivia? That sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, we're, we're calling it 18 and over, so... She'd be fine. The cursing would be allowed. Yeah, a lot of people have asked us that question, what age group we're kind of targeting. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll have more than 13. Maybe it'll just become so huge that there's... Yeah, I mean, the dream is to have this, doing multiple games a week. I mean, some of the big ones out there right now do that. Some Uh, of the, like, pubs? Some of the other syndicated trivia games out there. Um, Wow. It's a lot of content. Um, We're going to start once a... We're doing once a week... So if you're a bar or if you're a college group or a nonprofit or a library, 
you subscribe to either a package or a subscription and truthorfail.com and every Monday morning we send you a link and that link is either kind of a Google presentation which is kind of like the if you've played pub trivia before um, you know you go to a, a bar and the host reads questions and so that's kind of what the standard game is but kind of the interesting thing we decided to do which no one has really tried is to provide the host for the venues in that we're going to do like a whole video of all five rounds so I love it. It's such a great idea, Dave. Yeah, I mean, because some venues, or if you're a student group, you might not be able to hire a host or want to hire a host. So we just send you an unlisted YouTube video link. And Hank Green is always going to do round one. And then great people like Reed and Britt and Caitlin and Stefan mm-hmm. and even Blake <laughs> wants to do some rounds, So uh, who's editorial director of Complexly. Um and Eon, he hosts Eons too, doesn't yeah, he? he does. Yeah, he does a lot. Smart um, people. In so it's going to be a mix of like all the Complexly hosts every week, um, kind of just doing the rounds in video form. So it's a little bit different. So we're selling two different – there's two different ways to get pub trivia. Oh, definitely the one with the hosts. Although local people are fun too. So you could probably yeah. have it be a mix of both. Um, if a person – isn't a pub and isn't a school. Like if I just wanted to have dinner parties <laughs> and be entertained by my really yeah. intelligent friends. That's a good question. We're not doing home games yet. Okay. Um, it's something we've thought about, but we are working on options for libraries and nonprofits. I was, I guess I shouldn't be surprised about this, but within like two days of launching, you know, I got a couple dozen emails and like the majority of them were from librarians. Oh, and that's they were amazing. Like, we're not a bar. We're not a college. And so we're trying to work on a way to help out libraries who might not need it every week. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they want it every week. Libraries Some, are hip right now, Dave. I know. Oh, I, I know. Uh, if they want to buy it every week, that'd be great. But sometimes it's just they want it once a month. Or Okay, we'll get on that task. Do you know what sapiosexual means? Sapiosexual? Mm-hmm. No. It's referring to when you are sexually attracted to someone's intelligence. And so there are a lot of people who identify this way where they they like get aroused by <laughs> nerdy things basically or nerds just playing Trivial Pursuit or doing trivia at the bar. And so home parties, you know? Home parties are so even good. Some people were saying we should start like a matchmaking service for people who want to meet up with teams or other people to play trivia. Oh, uh, yeah. There's Facebook good, for that. There is. Yeah. And actually on Twitter this summer, it was very heartwarming. There was like, there was a nerd fighter who was like, I want to come. I don't want to play by myself. Is any, and people were just like, just come play in our team. And yeah, it's, that's like, that's the best for people to meet like that and just. Well, your website is so lovely. It would kind of be cool to have on your website a place where people could put their scores <laughs> in their images. So you're not just competing with your local group, but you're competing around the world in pub trivia. I would love to do that. Uh, once, <laughs> like, Lindsay, once, stop giving me tasks. Once we've launched, yes, we got to get this off the ground first, but there's lots and lots of fun ways we could expand it. Right, because I nobody's think. doing that. No, I mean, well, certainly no one's doing like the, the hosted version that we're doing. and. Yeah. Um, you know, I've gone. A, I've played a lot of pub trivia, and there's always games. Sometimes there's games where they're not even putting the questions on a screen, like a TV in front of you. So, like, you're in a really loud bar, 
and you can't hear the host, and that's frustrating. Mm. And so we are lucky enough to have Hiroka from SciShow, an associate producer now, I believe, um, who kind of did all the branding and the identity package for Truth or Fail. And so, so beautiful. The, the slideshow looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's helpful for people just to be able to hear and see the questions. I mean, bars are loud. Yeah, they are. So I think we were doing it is good. And I think people will like it. I think it looks very pretty. <laughs> it does. It uh, does look very pretty. Yeah. Hiroka did an amazing job. So can I ask you some trivia questions? Yeah, how far back did <laughs> so these go back to us explanations? Yeah, that's video over four years old. Yep. Okay. It, it'll be great. Yeah. You'll either get them or you won't, and it won't mean anything. Who did you quiz when you did the show originally? Uh, it, was, it was a video for my audience, so I oh. just asked the questions, and then Nick Jenkins, who was the videographer at the time, he just put in a timer on the screen. That, so it was like a version of Truth or Fail. Yeah, it looks just like. Truth or fail, except with this explanation. You should ask your audience your, your testicles questions from the, your round you did last summer, too. That was very hard. Yes. Well, and the thing is, like you were saying with Mike Falzone's questions about wrestling being very hard, I think a lot of us are coming from the mindset of, like, this is trivial knowledge. <laughs> are people supposed to know this? Totally. Um, it, it'll be exciting to see how it all works out and um, how the audience either knows the questions or they don't. Yeah, I mean, sorry to get off track. I mean, but, I mean, it's definitely a fine line between you don't want every team to get 9 of 10 or 10 of 10 right in each round, and you really don't want teams to get totally skunked. So that was one of the reasons we did the test games is to find that line where, like, I don't know. I feel like if you're a team of six and you get six or seven right in a round, that should be the goal. That's awesome. I mean, there's enough, like, joint knowledge among six people that I think that's a good goal for us. And that's what we've been trying. And it's been fun working with the SciShow and Crash Course writers trying to figure out that, that perfect point. Where so it's, tricky. Where it's not too challenging, but challenging enough. It's a, but I think we've found it. We found it. I think it's really. So high uh, ceiling, low floor? Somewhere in between that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Okay. Well, that's what the, we're going for. these will be tricky. I'm sure they will. <laughs> because. I think of trivial and I think of things that I don't know. But, we'll, you know, we'll did, just have fun learning. Okay, did, Dave? Did, did people give their scores when they did this? I can look and find out. How um, long ago was this? Four years ago? Yes. Um, we're a little off time-wise with the YouTube channel because the YouTube channel was putting out two episodes a month. Um, or Sorry, not a month, a week in mm-hmm. its early days. And we're not always putting out a podcast every week, but um, it's close. It's close time-wise. So I just went to Nerdfighteria Wiki and typed in Quiz Show, and it pulls up the entire transcript. I don't know if – are you familiar with Nerdfighteria's Wiki? I've been there before, but not too familiar. Oh, it's brilliant. You can look up anything that has ever happened in Complexly, and you could type it in, and it will tell you whether or not it's already happened because everything's transcribed. So do you use it for reference? I use it, yes. Oh, huh. Yeah, it's amazing. So if I can't find a script in my Google Docs, I can go to Nerdfighter Wiki and they have it for me. Wow, that's helpful. It's amazing. Um, so this says that it was uploaded on July 24th, 2014. Okay. And 
We're going to, let's see, go here to the questions, which we're going to do in honor of our bosses on patreon.com slash explanations podcast. Kyle Milkey, whose boss is boss, do your best and forget the rest. Donna Flint, Zipwa, Paul the Millers, and Ben Trammell, you're all so amazing. And this is for you. So here we go. You okay. ready? Yeah. And then I'll, I'll also look at comments and see how other people did. Okay. According to zoologist Dr. Fiona Hunter, what black and white animal employs female prostitution in the form of sexual favors for pebbles? Is it the panda? Nope. How many guesses do you want? You, <laughs> you didn't give, you didn't give multiple you choice? Black and white mammal? I didn't um, give multiple choice, but Nick did this really cool thing where he just cut in images of black and white animals. Uh-huh. So I will list those for you. Well, there's, I can, I, there's the skunk. Skunk, cow, panda, penguin, zebra. Oh, penguin. Yeah. I've, that, okay. Yes, penguin. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, how many heads does the penis of a spiny anteater have? Two? Four. Wow. But they use two at a time. I feel like that's been on SciShow also. I think so too. Um, it comes up in different things. The way I demonstrated it was to take a stalk of broccoli. Is it called a stalk? A tree? Uh, a, bro- uh-huh. <laughs> a thing of broccoli. Uh-huh. And I um, narrowed it down so it had like four trees essentially coming off all of the same thing. And then showed how the two on the right would penetrate and then the two on the left then the two on the bottom then the two on the top like it it so they have four but they only use two at a time yeah wow yeah all right those spiny ant eaters (laughs) what did researchers at ucsf expose fruit flies to with the result of hypersexuality and a chain of males chasing each other what substance Mm -hmm. well it is a substance i didn't say substance but it's definitely a substance that fruit flies were exposed to, and then they got all horny, and the, the males started chasing each other. Oh, man. Is this going to be something like sugar or something? Uh, what did fruit fly? Sugar. Alcohol. Oh, that makes, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right? They didn't kill them? They, they just got horny? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What is the name of the Greek god who is the protector of male genitals and the eponym of the four-hour erection? There's a god of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you said an epigram? The eponym, so the, the four-hour erection is actually the, the clinical term for an erection that lasts more than four hours. Uh-huh. Is, is named this after this god. Who is the protector of male genitals? He's actually a fertility god, protector of livestock, fruit plants, gardens, in addition to male genitalia. Is this something to do with like Viagra? Like, is that Viagra God's name? <laughs> or like some rearranged words? Uh, it has some of the, the same letters. You vi- 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 like a virile? Like I like your thinking. Is, 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 it probably has nothing to do with V. What, what is it? Priapus. Oh, I would never have gotten that. So priapism is when uh, an erection lasts for more than four hours, and it's a, a medical condition where you need to go get help. You should use that in Truth or Fail Trivia, and now people will have an answer when they go play it. You want them to have the answers in advance? Well, maybe one. <laughs> At least one. Reward them yeah, for yeah, listening reward them to for the listening. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use that. That's a good one. 
Okay. That'd be a hard one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should use that. You should use that. Okay. Um, what is the fear of having, seeing, or thinking about erections called? And this is really hard. Actually, when I was going over these again today, I was thinking about how you told me trivia works, and it really needs to be something that's like 60% success so that people feel good enough to keep playing. Oh, this is like the question you asked about what the scientific term for blue balls was. And yeah. And we're like, Turn it around and get yeah. the name. Yeah. So you're asking for a scientific term that I will never get. What's it called? Well, you know what fear. Phobia. Yeah. So having, seeing, or thinking about erections. Erectophobia. Ithy, which is erect. Uh-huh. Fallow, which is penis. And phobia, which is fear. Ithyphalophilia. Or, so not philia. <laughs> Although that's great. Ithyphalophilia would be... Um, a liking for erect penises. Ethyphalophobia. Yeah. I bet you, if you asked. Inverted it? Yeah. What does ethophalophobia a... refer to? Yeah, what a, is it a fear, a fear of? of? Yeah. 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 The scientific terms are difficult, but if you turn them around, you can. Yeah. See, that's so helpful. That's, yeah. I mean. This is why you're in charge. It's hard to guess scientific names unless you're in that field. Yeah. And even then, if but, you said, Lindsay, what is the fear of having, seeing, or thinking about erections called? I would say, I have no idea. Most people hopefully would <laughs> say the same thing. Uh, Who discovered that human male penises fill with blood rather than air? And it is multiple choice. Would you like the options? Yes. A, Thomas Edison, B, Leonardo da Vinci, C, Henry Gray, or D, Plato? Da Vinci was my first guess. Da Vinci? Yeah. Yeah. It is. That is the answer. All right. Yay. But he was wrong about he was wrong about a lot of things also, right? Yeah. yeah. Like how he thought that the nipples were connected to the vagina. Oh yeah. <laughs> and when someone was like he did some really crazy sketches of like what he thought sex looked like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're I got beautiful. One. Yeah. But I guess I mean that was five hundred years ago. I guess you're allowed to be He's doing the best wrong. he could. Yeah, okay, I got one right. Woohoo! What did women in the 1400s wear in order to conceal that they had lice or syphilis? Would they wear? Mm-hmm. Is this like as easy as like a wig? Yes. But what is it called? <laughs> What's a pubic hair wig called? Do you remember? Do I remember? I don't even know. No. <laughs> is it somewhere in the vastness of your mind? No. What's the name? Merkin. Merkin. A pubic hair wig is called a merkin. Pubic and hair wig. Women in the 1400s merkins. wore those. Yes. Wow. So that, and my understanding is, if you had lice, and you shaved so that the lice would go away, you were bare, right? You did, you bald down mm-hmm. there, and so that they would get merkins to conceal the fact that they had removed their hair due to lice, or oh. if they had sores, etc., from syphilis. To cover those up, they would use American. 1400s. Strange time. Yeah. <laughs> right now is a strange time, Dave. True. I know. I know. <laughs> All the times uh, are strange. Okay, what's next? What is the first appearance of pubic hair on a child called? So I guess at that it's point, they're becoming name? an adolescent. Like the, so the first time a person gets their menstrual period, their mm-hmm. starts a menstrual cycle, is called menarche. Mm-hmm. This is what is the first appearance of pubic hair called? 
I didn't even know that had a name. Pubarchy. That makes sense. Yeah. That'd be another good one for trivia. Okay. Yeah. I like you your can, feedback. You can reuse stuff. I mean, it's going to be over the course of a year or two or more, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I wouldn't know any of these if you asked them to me and I wrote them. No, if you like rewrote, yeah, you could rewrite them. Okay. But like, yeah, they're good. Thank you. All right. Last one. Mm-hmm. What demographic did Nair target for their fruity smelling hair removal product called Pretty? Say that again. So you know what Nair is? Mm-hmm. It's the cream that people can put on their bodies to remove hair. Mm-hmm. It has urea, I think is the 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 active ingredient, which is yeah, really? bird shit. And um they targeted a certain demographic with their fruity smelling hair removal product and called it pretty. What was the demographic? Like a de- like a demo for human like people? Mm-hmm. I don't know, gay men. <laughs> I don't know. What demo was it? Oh, I wish that was the answer. Girls 10 to 15 years old. Oh. That's hard for me. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. Yeah. That's a hard question. Like already kind of shaming girls about body hair. Or I guess offering them an option to remove it, but it's still strange to me. Huh. That's a hard one. That's a hard question? Yeah. Yeah. So how do people, what do people, how do people do? Let's see. They give their scores in the comments. Um, this first person says, I got one, the one about penguins. <laughs> um, someone else said, I got three right. I didn't get any answers correct. I'm not comfortable with the word spiny used to describe a penis. Uh, zero. Oh, someone got five right, but three of them were lucky guesses. I only got two, two, and I think what there were nine. Yeah. Two, one, the Da Vinci one. Oh, yeah. Three, three. Yeah, three. This is some. It's challenging. And you think that the goal should be six out of ten. Yeah. I think for the average team. Like, I think otherwise you don't want to get ten out of ten because then it gets boring for the teams that just get ten out of ten every time. Mm -hmm. And if you're getting skunked in every round, like, you'll just leave. Skunked means all zero. zero. Yeah. I was really happy when we did the test rounds this summer. This is probably because it was all nerd fighters there, but even when there was like really challenging rounds, not one team left for the three games we did. Yeah, good. So they stayed for all five rounds. It was fun. I don't think it's all about winning or even no, getting no, them No, 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 I don't either. Like, I think that, that is not – I think the goal of this is to bring people together mm. to do a social thing together. Uh, and meet people and drink and but if if you get zero zeros if you start getting skunked every round, you might just stop playing. You might just hang out at the bar and drink or chat. But yeah, you don't want people just being like, ah, screw it, this is too hard. I'm gonna stop playing. So should people choose their teams wisely? I mean, you should play with your friends. <laughs> you shouldn't like put out a Craigslist ad asking for like the uh, wrestling experts. Experts and. 80s music and biology. And I think if you have six people, you're going to have enough life experience and academic experience to, unless you're all, unless you're all coming from the same job doing the same thing. But, uh, yeah, I think we're limiting our teams to seven people. So you can have seven people in truth or fail. And how is that 
um, regulated, I guess. It's self-policed pretty much. Okay. I mean, the host of a, if a host of a bar can kind of look around, and if there's a twenty-person team, yeah, it's pretty obvious. So seven people in a team, and Up then to seven, yeah. part of the package is that they get the word file or what the the document that allows you to write down your answers. Yeah, we have the truth or fail score sheets, which we'll send to the each venue, That's or so give them the cool. option to print it out. Yeah, uh, and we'll, we're gonna friend send a. Uh, Free swag, like coasters. We're going to do decals that say I won truth or fail trivia to hand out to like winning teams. Are um, we going to have one in Missoula? Yeah, I hope the bar that hosted it this summer will host it again. Pick it up? Yeah. Yeah, or it any of the bars. Maybe all of the bars will do it at once and we can all um, have a challenge. I would, I would just be happy with one bar doing it so. in Missoula. Go, Missoula, go. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do for your? You, you think you already told me what you're going to do for your first round? You gave me. You're doing two rounds at once because you're hitting the road. Yes, um, I think my goal with titling them. Um, I want to say that one was sexual positions and the other one was uh, safer sex. Yes. was to have really broad categories. categories so that lots of questions could fit under them. Because with the sexual positions one, it's not just about. What comes to mind when people think of sexual positions, but it's also positions on legislation and positions um, on oh okay, ethics, all totally all encompassing. Yeah, okay, mostly. So, so that, is it going to be like you describing a position and asking people to name it, <laughs> or vice versa? I'm going to do it the way that you suggested, where I make the hard part the question, and then the the yeah. easy parts the answer yeah. options. Yeah, when I kind of sent that thing out to guest hosts last month, I was kind of like, "Watch if you look at Jeopardy, they do some really hard rounds." But I think the genius of Jeopardy is how if you're paying attention to the clue. There's usually some sort of hint, yeah, as to what the answer is. Not always, but I think that's the sign of a good question. So, like, if I'm ever on Jeopardy, life dream. Um, is that your life dream? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I do the online test every year. What's the online test? They do like an online test for people who want to be on, and it's 50 questions. Oh, it's less. like It's 10 or 15 seconds a question, so you don't really have time to look it up online. I'm getting anxiety just thinking about this. Okay, keep going. It's 50 questions in like five minutes. It's really fast, or eight minutes. It covers all sorts of topics, and it's just you have to write it in, and I guess spelling doesn't count, but they never tell you how well you did, and it just goes into the... The void afterwards, and they'd be like, "We'll contact you if we want you to try out for Jeopardy." They don't tell you whether or not you got the answers correct. No. Okay. Well, they do this like once or twice a year. I know people who've been on Jeopardy, so then they get called. They get a call, and then you go to like a tryout in some major city near you, where they make sure you're not going to freeze up on camera and that you can still perform <laughs> when like the lights are on. Because I think that'd be the, probably the worst case scenario for the Jeopardy producers is that you get someone on who doesn't answer any questions and just freezes up. So, I can't believe that it is your life goal to be quizzed. By Alex Trebek? In public. Oh, it'd be horrifying. Yeah. But fun. <laughs> uh, wow. Why did we start talking about Jeopardy? Because you were um, suggesting that the format that oh, yeah, yeah. is good for questions. And I agree with you. I just had never thought of it before because whenever I go to pub trivia, it's just to hang out with my friends and watch them be, be brilliant. Yeah, and that's the reason I go to tri- – I mean, 
trivia is a social thing. It's yeah. a good time to hang out with your buddies and friends and it's something I've been doing for so long now, just being able to try and send one out into the world like this with, with Hank and the Complexly folks is just really fun. Yeah, make money off of your passion. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some people, I was talking with Matt Gatos about this and just, he's like, some people don't want to make their hobby their profession because they want the two to be totally separate. Yeah. But I would be perfectly happy if this was able to become a thing I did full time down the road. I think that's how I feel about sex. And sex education? Yeah. We're yeah. like sex is a, oh, a hobby. Oh, I got you. I, I got I you. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Do I want to make this a career and have them blur together? Yep. I absolutely so, do. Let's do it. Yeah. And Matt said there's people who do not want to do that at all. Yeah. Sure. Well, this podcast is so interesting. It's all about that. Mm-hmm where you have people talking about their greatest passion. Have you been on that podcast yet? I have not. But I I think that it's a brilliant idea, and he's so good at podcasting. Has Matt been on yours? He has, right? He has. He was one of the first. That's what I thought. I asked him a bunch of questions, too. They were audience-driven questions, so they weren't trivia. but Fun. Yeah. I I am amused by having people on the podcast and (laughs) just picking around in their brains. Have you played... Pub trivia like a lot in Missoula? No, I just go and really Watch. just hang out with yeah. people. It's nice because you can't be on your phone, right? Because you could be interpreted as cheating. cheating. And I love seeing how different people have different knowledge and everybody can contribute. And so you could have this person who's quiet for four rounds and then all of a sudden it's about music and they knows everything about seventies yeah. disco. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful experience. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like at its base level, just a social mm-hmm. thing to do. And I hope people get into it. You know, I think we've kind of we're offering people a, a different take, and it's been I mean fun so far. Truthorfail dot com. Yeah. Do you have a, a sex trivia question that you can think of to ask me? That's a good question. Uh, not off the top of my head. I think any th- trivia. Even if it's not sex? Oh, man. I'm trying to think of some of the ones we're working on right now. That would give away more answers. <laughs> we're trying to do current events without talking too much about politics, Ooh. which is uh, a tricky thing. Yeah. Like very. one thing I want to do at least once a month is kind of uh, it happened last month. Because I think people need – I think it's fun to te- – like, A, it's kind of relevant to the time and mm-hmm. – um, Asking people what happened either like last week or a couple weeks ago, I think that's a fun way to keep it interesting. Yeah. Um, so we're working on those. So clever. But it's hard because so much of the news right now is just sloppy, just <laughs> just horrible, and you yeah. don't want people to be in a fun environment like a bar and just be down about like having to answer questions about shit going on. Like, so that's we're, we're trying to figure out a way to make it fun but not a downer yeah uh yeah um i was just talking with jesse her round from animal wonders yes Mm -hmm. her round is going to be holding up baby animals and basically being what is this oh my gosh which is kind of adorable oh my gosh i mean i think jesse's great she's done my kids birthday parties like yes she is so wonderful uh but yeah, that'd be pretty adorable. She's, yeah, it's a pretty adorable idea for a round. Mm. And then give like hints, I guess, because some of them would be 
really, I mean, I'm sure some, I mean, some animals you can kind of tell right away, but a bunch you can't. She's going to do close-up shots? I think so. Ah. Just, because some of them, I mean, I'm trying to think, I don't want to like give away like what. Yeah. We need to get her a spiny ant eater. A baby. A baby spiny ant eater. Show us your four penises. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, do you want to do kegels? Mames, please. Uh, uh, uh. What? Do you know what kegels are? Yes. Yeah. So there is a segment that we do on this explanations podcast mm-hmm. every time. Uh, I think except twice, maybe once with Henry Reich because he and I talked for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then I think the one with Hank. So if you don't want to do it. You're not expected to at all. But in the other 68 podcasts that we've done, Mm -hmm. or I should say 67, Mm -hmm. because you would make 70, um, we just take 15 seconds and clench the pubic coccygeus muscles, the PCs, the pelvic flooring, and then relax. And we do them as a big group. So We did this in birthing class with my wife. You did? Yeah, yeah. She did them. I think I did them too. I think the teacher had everybody do them. That's excellent. That was a long time. It was six years ago, but... And you haven't practiced since? <laughs> no, I have not. Dave! Uh, but yes, I remember hearing about them. I think that's why we do them on the podcast, because it's always nice to have a reminder that that is a muscle group that needs to be exercised like uh-huh. all others. Yeah. And people will do them. I can't the, believe Hank didn't do it. I think there was a lot going on because we were also doing video on that episode. Oh, uh, okay. And we you were... film t- these? Just that particular one because we were um, kind of launching the podcast. Ah, gotcha. And he and I were talking about having sex in the Oval Office and whether or not as presidents we would do that. I remember that question. Yeah, he, yeah. It's your office. Definitely have sex in your office. Oh, no. (laughs) You're shaking your head. No, 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 no. I agree with Hank on this question. (laughs) That's Okay. Okay, so what do you remember from birthing class? Oh, I mean, well, just learning the whole process and seeing videos of it beforehand was helpful. Um, like other learning relaxation methods, I think was helpful. I think, I think just hearing from someone who's experienced it and is a good instructor. Did they give you instructions on how to do kegels, or they just counted them for you? I think they gave instructions. But again, this was 2011 or 12. We were taking these classes a long time ago. My kid's in first grade. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, people no, the classes are doing were great. Kegels. The classes were great. We took two different ones. With each kid? No, we took two for the first kid. Whoa, look yeah. at you, ambitious parents. Yeah, we learned. Excellent. It was very helpful. Probably more so for Heather, but also for me. Yeah, yeah. you learned about kegels. Which people are doing right now, by the way. <laughs> I'm doing them. We're just, we're doing them while you tell us about birthing classes. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and did you take any more birthing classes? For the second child? Yes. No. You're we like, kind of, we, we got it. We, no, we, I mean, we talked about it again, of course, but, and we had a great midwife and they, they talked to us about it. So just kind of refresher, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, we didn't take another class the second time. Well, I appreciate you taking classes to begin with. I am always um, impressed by people who are curious and they they go and find 
the knowledge that they want. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm very glad we did. Good job. Uh, the last thing that we have to do then is extra credit. A little homework so you don't forget it. Here's Dr. Doe's extra credit. Which is what? It's giving them an assignment to work on between podcast episodes. And I was thinking just having them go to truthorfail.com. Yeah, just check it out. Go. There's there are we have two we have a sample game up there. It's free trivia. And uh, you can see what the whole game looks like. We are, you know, another thing we when we're targeting colleges and universities, which I don't think a lot of pub trivias do because they're for pubs mm-hmm. and bars and we want pubs and bars to buy it. But this was like Hank's like great idea is that these there's so many student groups and student associations have they tend to have budgets, pretty big budgets yeah. in some cases. They're enough to bring in mediocre bands from twenty years ago to yeah. play. And for less than the cost of that, you can get trivia for a semester. So uh yeah, I think it's a and there's a ton of nerd fighters in college. Yeah. It's so great. It's such a great idea. Because I go to a lot of universities as a speaker mm-hmm. and thinking about the amount that I charge and, and those groups and how lovely it is for them to have something that they could do every week that brings them together in meaningful ways is really, really special. Yeah. And Hank remember, Hank talked to people on his book tour he met and oh, they were excited good. about this idea and yeah, I think I think it's a good I think it's a good demo to target. And, but we're open to anyone. Uh, one of my long term goals with Truth or Fail is to eventually promote this and sell it to like retirement communities. Um, <laughs> then you definitely have to have Granny Potty Mouth. Yes, uh, <laughs> and they can buy it now. I mean, I'm, I think, but I'm not sure if we need to like to have different questions. Probably maybe different questions, but I don't know. I well, just think- we have retirement communities here. Yeah, we could approach. Yeah, I could approach them. I mean, it's programming. You know, it's it's something to do. Um, what is the one? And I could just I could just totally see my grandmother playing. Yeah, they love they love like reciting. Like my grandmother loves talking about like facts from like fifty years ago. It's like team rehashing team. like history and uh, yeah. I don't know. There's lots of different demos out there that I think trivia is fun for. I mean, most people are used to playing with, like, youngish people in a bar, but it doesn't have to be. No. I don't think. But, yeah, we had demo games on the website. And if you have questions, truthorfail at Gmail. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope uh, we have so many good guest creators that, you know, I, I, I'm excited for them all to get a shot to do a round. Mm-hmm. Or four mm-hmm. every year. Very special. Thank you so much for talking about it. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. Good. Good. Sorry to knew better in the trivia. That was tough. I, I'm I'm glad because it helps me understand more about what people need in, in trivia and how to frame questions. I like it. I it was very useful. Great. Your your I'm failures excited. were guiding. I'm a, <laughs> well, you should some, at some point you should go through your your whole round on testicle trivia and yeah. see what people your audience does. Okay. It was challenging. Yeah, it it was challenging. I don't think I could come up with the answers, and I'm the especially the especially the what was the one about ball ironing with George Clooney. Yeah, reportedly did was it he did? Rep- you said that that was challenging. I never even heard of it. Ball I, ironing? No. Just because he made it up. 
Yeah. I was trying to do a pop culture question. That was. <laughs> I was trying to be cool, Dave. I'm glad, that, I'm glad that's not a real thing. Uh, that's funny. I mean, the thing is, it may have become real because of all of that. So we'll do. I'll do testicle questions in future episodes. Okay. We'll just warm up. No, I'm looking forward Thanks. to your rounds too. That, that you're working on. Thanks. When do you leave for your cross country? December 27th is the goal. Fun? Yeah. For how long? Uh, we're going to do a pilot test, like all good projects, but the hope is to do four or five months and actually cover the entire country. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's explanations.com for more information and trutherfail.com for more questions. <laughs> About a different thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, thank you to Callie and Cinema Studios for production, to Complexly for production, and Count Boogie for the jingles, and Cora and Parle, I'm Still Learning. Mm-hmm.